Hey everybody, you are listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I am your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Today is episode 13, and I guess maybe, I don't know, episode 13, maybe that's, you know, something to do with, maybe it's kind of unlucky for today to be episode 13. Maybe I shouldn't even have an episode 13. Maybe I should just skip to episode 14. Have you ever noticed that on uh, elevators, on uh, really tall buildings, how, you know, some of the unlucky numbers, uh, they, they uh, architects, when they, when they, build the buildings, they will often skip uh, floor 13 and things like that on the elevator. Uh, so if you've never noticed that, uh, check out an elevator next time you're going up like a 30 or 40 story building and see how often you come across uh, floors that are missing. Anyway, that's just a side note. <laughs> that has nothing to do with today's episode. Well, maybe it, maybe it kind of does. Because uh, today I want to talk about a time in my life when I was lucky to be broke. You heard me right. When I was lucky to be broke. Recently, I was on Facebook and I came across a memory from about nine years ago. And I'll, I'll, I'll put the photo in the show notes. You can check it out at jimmystable.com. Um, but uh, it's a photo for me about nine years ago, according to Facebook. And in this photo... Here I was. I wasn't a big bad banker <laughs> back then. Uh, in fact, I had no idea uh, that I was not too far away from being a quote-unquote big bad banker. But here I was uh, about 10 years ago in my uh, late to mid-20s. And I'm standing on a street corner in the heart of Uptown Charlotte, uh, just outside the courthouse and... Um, the main uh, place for the police. And I was sitting there waiting on a bus because I was, at the time, I was a courier. I was a courier working at a law firm, and I kind of did a little of everything. I was a mailroom clerk, a copy clerk, general errand boy. If they needed me to run down to the courthouse, I ran down to the courthouse. If they needed me to run to one of the big bad banks to get some documents signed or dropped off so some bankers can analyze them, well, they sent me. Uh, I was often walking two and three hours a day, if not more, on uh, really busy days um, at the firm as a courier. Uh, I was often walking outside. (laughs) Uh, And... Times were hard because this wasn't the only job I had. It was a job that paid only uh, $12 an hour. And uh, I had a second job at the time working as a data entry clerk uh, in the evenings after working a full day. I'd go to uh, a a trucking company and do data entry for them for their mileage so that they could get tax discounts (laughs) uh, with Uncle Sam. And so I was working my butt off. I was working 60 plus hours a week. Uh, and those jobs, they didn't pay very much. When it was all said and done, uh, I was lucky to make uh, thirty grand a year before taxes. Uh, uh, on the average month, my net take-home pay in those days was about eighteen hundred or so dollars a month. Um, not a lot of money, like I said. I was lucky to be broke because one, $1,800 a month isn't very much for somebody to live on, um, but it didn't help at the time. 
that I had outstanding debts. Uh, I had racked up uh, quite a bit of debt in my 20s um, through a lot of foolish decisions that I made. Um, ran up some credit cards. I helped some people out with their medical bills and they didn't pay me back. Uh, I had some of my own medical bills um, and I helped buy some people in need some uh, some furniture for their apartment uh, and, and you know things like that. Um, and so anyway, I had run up tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt uh, by the time I was in my mid-20s. The monthly payments I was making on my debt at that time, if I was lucky, uh, was about anywhere from six to $800 a month. So you can imagine, especially living in a big city like Charlotte, um, that $1,800 a month when you have six to $800 a month in credit card bills, um, it's pretty hard to get by. Like I said, I was lucky to be broke. And here I was, busting my butt, working 60 hours a week. Um, I couldn't even afford a new pair of shoes. I wore the same dress shoes to work every single day for about a year or two. And I wore them so much that the courier that I was, the walking on foot uh, most of the time, uh, two and three hours a day, plus going back to the law firm and walking around the law firm all day uh, to, you know, pick up people's mail and, you know, take things to the post office and, you know, stand on my feet, copying documents all day. You know, the things that I was doing on my feet literally all day, my job literally was eight hours a day on my feet uh, at the, the law firm. So I, I, I was doing all this and I was wearing out my shoes so much that holes were forming in the bottoms of my shoes. And you could hear me squeak wherever I went. Because I was trying to do my best to pay for my small apartment, put a little food on the table, take care of my car, which was falling into terrible disrepair. In fact, I eventually had to, to borrow a car from family um, in order just to hopefully get by. Um, and then on top of it, pay for my utility bills and six and $800 a month and consumer debt. Uh, like I said, I was lucky to be broke at the month, at the end of the month. So that means I really couldn't do much in the way of affording, um, shoes and my feet were constantly hurting. Uh, I was having some medical bills. I was having some medical problems at the time with my feet. Um, things needless to say were bad. Um, and I, I, I never reached out during those times to try to ask, you know, somebody if they could buy me something. Occasionally my parents um, would see when I would visit them that I was in need. But, you know, if I went to visit my parents in Virginia, and here I am living in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, that could be $100 in gas for a round trip, and I, I could barely afford to, to go see them. They often had to give me money just so I could drive up there and back. Um, and then one day I drove from work to go visit my parents up in Virginia and I still had my work shoes on and when my mom saw the holes in my shoes she wept and cried for me knowing that her son was doing everything he could to try to make it in this world and like I said I was lucky if I was broke um, and you know there was just no and in sight to this, this cycle, I'd been at this job for a couple of years. 
I was busting my butt. I, I really was at the point where I didn't like either of my jobs. Um, I was in pain. Uh, my shoes were tattered and falling apart. Um, I was, you know, barely able to afford gas for a car that was a loner. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, if I, I can just say this to be honest, and only a couple people know this, and I'm getting ready to share it publicly with you all. Um, but uh, if you were to ever look me up in Western North Carolina federal court, uh, you'd find out that uh, when I was in my 20s, I filed Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Yeah, here I am. Great Christian that I am. Bible college seminary. Uh, you know, loves the Lord. Uh, you know, but I had to file bankruptcy because my debts were absolutely crushing me. And I got to the point to where um, I couldn't sleep anymore at night and I couldn't uh, pay my bills. I was having to call up my creditors and try to negotiate lower payments, negotiate lower interest rates. I was having to rob Peter to pay Paul. Uh, I was having to start to take cash advances on my credit card so that I could pay one credit card uh, one month and then uh, wait till next month to take a cash advance off the other credit card and, and you know, play all those games that uh, people in uh, dire financial circumstances have to, to play. Um, I got to the point where, you know, I had no more than, uh, you know, a hundred dollars in my checking account once and, um, somehow I overdrew it or something like that. And, you know, so I went through that cycle too of overdrawing and eventually I got to the point where the bank just closed my account, uh, and, you know, handed me the $20 that was left in it uh $20 I had gotten from like a cash advance off my credit card um to get by so you know times were hard so if I ever had a month where I broke even at the end of the month and managed to pay all my bills and not have any uh you know deficit at the end of the month like I said I was lucky to be broke uh those were hard times they were um, very hard times, and I desperately was trying to get another job. I was desperately trying to um, make more money. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, those were the times of the, the housing crisis and the uh, recession that was happening in, back in 2007, 2008, 2009 in this country. So I was working at the firm, and even... The, I. I <laughs> Even the firm I was working at, they're one of the biggest law firms in America, by the way, um, was having to lay people off, and I was having to walk attorneys and paralegals and uh, important people at the firm to their cars with their box and their belongings um, from their office um, because the firm could not even afford anymore to uh, keep some of their important uh, attorneys and staff people Um and so, you know, times were hard, so jobs were scarce. Everybody was looking for a job. I was looking for a job. 10% of the country was looking for a job and unable to find work. Um, but you know what? I just kept knocking on doors. I kept praying with all my heart. I kept seeking the Lord. Um, and, 
you know, time and time would go by, and I, I, don't, I even got to the point where I felt like, you know, God was a liar, and that he had lied to me, and that God wasn't taking care of me, and that God wasn't protecting me, and that God wasn't looking out for me, um, and I was almost at the point of really just giving up on a lot of things in this life, um, you know, but I, I just knew in my heart and heart that, you know, when I, when I closed my eyes at night and, and looked on the inside, <laughs> I knew there was still joy on the inside, and I knew that Jesus Christ was still alive, and I knew that he still loved me, and that he was caring for me, and that he had a, a plan and purpose in my life, and that plan and purpose wasn't to be perpetually broken in bankruptcy and unable to uh, take care of myself. Um, so I just kept plugging away. I kept submitting resumes. Uh, one weekend I must have licked a hundred envelopes and stuffed those envelopes with copies of my resume. And I was just blanketing the area, um, with resumes. Um, I was going and talking to headhunters and staffing agencies and applying for anything and everything that I could do. You know, I was doing everything I could do in my power to find a job. After working 60 hours a week, looking for another job was my job but you know as difficult as those times were in my life um you know i look at them back here 10 years later um now being a big bad banker because uh by the grace of god one of those resumes uh managed to catch the eye of um a staffing agency and they actually called me and said hey we have your resume on file from two years ago <laughs> uh and i was like wow you guys actually keep resumes on file like you said and they're like oh yeah we don't just say that we we actually do keep your resume on file and you know you had a unique set of qualifications that we uh were told to look for um and we'd like you to come in and interview at one of these big bad banks uh or the big bad bank that i now work for um, and you know, that ended up changing my life financially from a career point standpoint, um, uh, just life in general. It was, it was a definitive moment in time in my life. Um, and you know, things have been pretty good ever since I went from making, you know, $1,800 a month to, you know, uh, several more dollars an hour. Um, and making actually, I think my, my opening salary at the big bad bank that I work for was like 35 or $37,000 a year. Uh, so I got a good, you know, extra $700 a month in my, uh, uh, pay <laughs> just by taking this job. And, uh, my pay thankfully has continued to increase since then. Um, and that's not, to, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, you know, hey, pray and send out resumes and God will make you rich. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not saying that. I could have, you know, not uh, been as fortunate as I am uh, in, in regard to the career um, opportunities that have opened themselves up to me um, after all that suffering and all those difficulties. But you know what? Here I am in my mid to late 30s now, 10 years later. And I look back at those times, and yeah, those were hard times. Um, and my efforts really paid off, and my uh, working hard paid off, and knocking on some doors paid off. Um, but you know, I, I could easily sit back and look at those times and think, ha, uh, you know, those times were the worst of times. They were terrible times. 
Um, and look what I look where I am now. I'm such a hot shot. <laughs> uh, and you know I could scoff at those times, but honestly, when I look back at those times in my life, those hard times, those years that I spent perpetually broke, perpetually drowning in debt. Um, perpetually not able to make ends meet, uh, perpetually in chronic physical pain because of some medical issues I was having. Um, I look at all those hard times and I smile um, because I realized during those hard times, even though life was terrible, life sucked bad. Um, I realized that I was blessed in a million different ways. Um, and I look back and I, and I sometimes challenge myself, um, when I think about those times because I sit there and think, you know, here I am 10 years later, uh, married. I, I live in a nice house in a nice cozy suburb, uh, very uber middle class, uh, sort of lifestyle. Got a car that's paid off. Uh, and my, I've got two cars that's paid off. My wife's got a car. I've got a car. Um, you know, I've got a, a nice house, um, got a couple dogs, uh, plenty of food in the fridge, clothes on my back. Um, I, I never have to worry uh, too much about the basic necessities of life. Um, but I sit there and think, you know, as good as things are now, and even as much as I love the Lord now, you know, sometimes I wonder... Was I not closer to the Lord um, during those days of my hardships and, and all my afflictions? You know, has the blessings that I've enjoyed and received in the past 10 years, um, financially, emotionally, physically, um, you know, I no longer am in chronic pain <laughs> uh, thanks to a touch I received from the Lord. Um, you know, I, I have a solid credit score now. Uh, my bankruptcy from 10 years ago, it, it doesn't even affect uh, my ability to get a mortgage anymore, you know, um, or car loan or, or any such thing. Um, you know, I look back at all those times and I think, man, as hard as I had it, there was a closeness in my walk with Jesus that I had then that I honestly can say that I'm not sure that I have now. And while I'm not asking to go back in time, um, while I'm not asking uh, for a bunch of hardship and afflictions <laughs> uh, and terrible financial times in my life, you know, I still sit there and think, you know, as hard as those times were, they were good times just the same. I was close to the Lord, uh, and I'm not to say I'm not close to the Lord now, but in my heart of hearts, I know. There's something that I had then that maybe I just don't have now. And, and you know, maybe that's a completely subjective, subjective um, thing. Because, you know, I believe in many ways I'm more mature as a Christian than I was, uh, that I am now, than I was then. But, you know, there's just something of that just indescribable quality of something that I know I had once that's not something I'm experiencing now. And, you know, I have to sit there and think, I would love to have that again. And if the Lord so chose to, you know, bring a little 
affliction in my life right now so that I could have it? You know? I'm not seeking it out. And that's not to say everything's sunshine and lollipops. No, everything's not sunshine and lollipops. There are some issues right now of things that I'm going through that, uh, you know, it's between me and my wife and Jesus and our parents. Um, But um, with that said, you know, maybe I would welcome a little bit of that um, just so I could have what I felt like I had back then and you know maybe i'm wrong maybe my assessment of things is wrong uh maybe it's purely subjective maybe god's like jimmy are you crazy things are just as great between me and you now as they were back then um the only difference is you're a little bit more mature now and you've been in your faith longer so you know maybe the the tingles aren't what they once were and you know i consider i consider something like that that maybe it's just the tingles (laughs) uh in my faith aren't what they once were just kind of like you know the tingles of a first date uh no longer exist on a daily basis uh after you've been married for you know a few years and that's not to say that me and my wife don't have a great relationship we do very fantastic very happy uh with my marriage um and where everything is couldn't ask for a better wife or a better marriage um but you know i look back at those times and i think perhaps the the thing that Maybe that they that carries forward to today um, is that those amazing times, um, those hard times, they taught me something. And maybe it's because I can't go back and learn that lesson again. Uh, maybe that's what's ultimately different. Maybe it's not the tingles. Maybe it's just that I've learned a lesson and that lesson has ultimately um, sunk in. But I look back at those times and the hard times of my life and I sit there and think about the faithfulness of God and how um, you know he brought me through those trials and those tribulations those dark times those hard times those painful times um, you know he brought me through it he didn't just leave me there. He picked me up and he carried me through the valley of the shadow of death. He carried me through hell. And I look back and I think, you know, that's my God. He was faithful to me and he allowed those times in my life, uh, not so that he could just all of a sudden make me, you know, fabulously wealthy and say, ah, ha, 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 you know, or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not trying to preach some sort of prosperity gospel stuff. God could have left me poor and kept me poor and he could make me poor again tomorrow. Um, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but you know, blessed be the name of the Lord. But so I, I saw God and his faithfulness and God helped me during those times, those trying times in which I was killing myself for nothing and lucky to be broke. He allowed me to find the stuff that I'm ultimately made of today. And it gives me a confidence. Um, not in myself, per se, even though there's some confidence in saying, hey, you know, I, I was through some trying times and I saw some character development in myself and, you know, I know what I'm made of. But, you know, most importantly, I know what God's made of. And I saw him carry me through those times. I know what I'm made of, um, 
and I considered the lessons learned um, during those years the stuff that made me the man that I am today. Because prior to that, I, I, was, I was really just a boy. But then I became a, I truly considered myself to have become a man through those trials. Um, but I consider those hard times as, as difficult as they were in retrospect. They were some of the best years of my life. And I'm glad to have gone through them. And if God so chose to bring those things back into my life one day, for whatever other purposes God may have in such things. Not, like I said, not going to seek them out. <laughs> Job didn't seek out his afflictions. I'm not going to seek out mine. Um, but if they did, I know that God would ultimately you know, be with me through it all, just as he was before. And uh, I hope that as a result of having gone through those things, that... Um, not only can I bring comfort to myself in future trials and tribulations and distresses that may uh, come into my life, but I hope to be able to use my adventures in these things um, to ultimately not just encourage myself, <laughs> uh, but hopefully maybe you and whoever else God may bring in my path. So anyway, everybody, I just thought today I would share a very personal story uh, from my life. I don't know that there is any point beyond it other than just to encourage you. I uh, hope wherever you're at in your life that you can see that uh, Jesus, who the Bible says name means God with us, Emmanuel, um, that, you know, truly whatever you're going through, God is with you. Um, and... You know, if you're in dire financial straits and you know what it's like, like me, to be lucky to be broke, just keep leaning into God. Just keep following Him. Seek after Him with all your heart. Seek His presence. Hunger for Him. Yearn for Him. Spend time in His Word. Spend time in prayer. Uh, don't be afraid to cry out to Him. Don't be afraid to yell at the heavens if you must. Um, wrestle with God. Um, Wrestle with God just as Jacob did in Genesis. <laughs> um, and wrestle with God until you get what God ultimately has for you um, in this life and ultimately the next. So, hey, everybody, this is Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy's Table Podcast, jimmystable.com. Hope you enjoyed episode 13, Lucky to be Broke. If you did, hope you can leave some reviews on my website. Feel free to comment. Feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, um, and wherever I might be. Jimmy at jimmystable.com is my email address. Shoot me a line if you wish. Um, leave a comment on the comment board and also be sure to, if you've enjoyed this episode and other episodes, um, be sure to, uh, subscribe on Apple iTunes or podcast or whatever the Apple is calling it today, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, um, or wherever this podcast may ultimately be broadcast, um, which is, I know on numerous channels now. Uh, so thank you for your time. Have a good evening. God bless and look forward to hearing from you in the future. Again, this is Jimmy Humphrey with jimmystable.com where I look to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Take care, everybody.